Hello and welcome to the Fossil Huntress podcast. I hope you guys are all doing well. Wherever you are in the world, today we're going to travel over Canada to her far west coast to the beautiful Eocene site of Maccabee. The Maccabee fossil beds are known for their incredible abundance and diversity. Um, there's little insects, uh, fish fossils, um, and a variety of plant fossils that speak to a much warmer time back in the Eocene of British Columbia. The Maccabee fossil beds are one of my favorite places to collect in British Columbia, and I've actually been going there since I was a teenager. It's one of the sites that I used to visit with my mom and sister back in the day. And so this is an old lake bed setting around 52, 53 million years old. And so you see things that you recognize. So about that time in the diversification of species, we begin to see modern examples of um, different species and they haven't changed much. So if you look at a water skeeter from the Eocene, they look smack dab like a water skeeter today. And that's true for many of the plants um, that we find there as well. Um, we also find ginkgo biloba, which uh, is a very pleasing plant to find. And we find other specimens that we would expect to see in a warmer, wetter setting. So Maccabee is a, an easy day drive, a rather longish one-day trip. But it's about four hours drive from Vancouver. And I was up there this past August. So right now, the site is closed down, not just for COVID, but it was closed down to collecting because um, it's a very uh, scientifically important site. So it was designated a provincial heritage site under BC's Heritage Conservation Act in July of 2012. And then it was reopened a little bit um, under the guidance of the Bonaparte Band. So I met up with uh, Gail Piero and Leroy Antoine this past August, so I got some special permission to go up and take a boo around. As you drive to the site of Maccabee, it's about 14 and a half kilometers outside of the town of Cache Creek, you see these really diagnostic hoodoos, which are like fingers of rock sticking out of the cliff and I'll uh, I'll do up a post so you can see them for yourself. And so you drive up to the site, it's sort of a beige gray um, uh, exposure and with big scree uh, cliffs where pieces are starting to break up. At some time in its life, um, the area was mined for kitty litter, um, so not a very uh, noble end because um, some of those kitties would have been would have been pooping on some Eocene fossils. But um, it's gone through quite a history. So Dave Langevin leased the space under a min mineral claim, and then he brought John Leahy on board to begin opening up the site and um, really, really expanding the collecting. Both of those two beautiful humans have passed from this earth. Uh, I've got some funny stories about each of them, but the majority of both of their collections were donated to the Royal BC Museum. So you can still look through their eyes and see the fossils that they found, and they're quite spectacular. 
Maccabees part of a series of outcrops that we refer to as the Okanagan Highlands, although um, we stretch that term a little too far because it's about a thousand kilometer arc of uh, depressions and grabbins and old lake bed settings. They're all Eocene, so they're all between 55 to 37 million years old. So we recognize a lot of the species um, in these sites um, as uh, we know their modern cousins. Um, and so they extend from Washington State, northeastern Washington State, um, sites like Republic and then across into Canada to Princeton and then up through Kilchina, then to Maccabee and all the way north to Driftwood Canyon near Smithers. And so this was a time, so the Eocene was a time when it was much warmer on the earth than it is today. So the Greek word Eos means dawn and Sino means new. So this was a new dawning of a new world. So the world we know today. So back in the Eocene in British Columbia and in the Canadian Arctic, it was a much different world. So imagine the Canadian Arctic with no glaciers and no polar bears, but trees with trunks more than a meter across. And the trees that we do see here would be more appropriately placed today in the subtropics. So at the time, there was hardly a frost in winter. Um, there was an explosion of life. And geologically, this was a time of thrusting and stretching as the Earth's tectonic plates began to change direction. So the headlong movement of the Pacific plate into and under the North American plate slowed and other small plates began to slide against the continent, releasing some of the pressure and creating crustal faulting and basins and fractures. And it's these uh, basins and these grabbins, these depressions that we see today at sites like Maccabee and Princeton. In places like Princeton and Maccabee, these large depressions began to fill in with sediment. And so the leaves from the trees that flew um, it through the air as they fell from those trees fell to the uh, these cool waters. Insects that were flying over top uh, passed away and slipped down into the sediment. And it's a really fine type of sediment. So we see really tremendous uh, preservation in the detail. We also see um, sort of half grabbins, sort of half faulted areas in the true Okanagan Valley. And these were sort of doorways to the Earth's mantle and they filled with water. And everywhere life was changing. So we've left the world of the Cretaceous and the dinosaurs at the end of the Cretaceous. And now we've entered the age of mammals and the diversity in tree and plant life that, that you recognize today. So. The Eocene is the beginning of things that you recognize from your modern world. Outside of Maccabee and the other Okanagan um, highland sites, sites like the Florissant Fossil Beds National Monument in Colorado and Ellesmere Island in Canada, 
provide a window, a lens into what was happening in the Eocene. And it's interesting in many ways, but it shows us what happens in terms of climate change. It shows what happens in terms of the diversity of fish and plants and insects. Um, so it's interesting to compare these species across time. And it's also interesting to see um, what we find in certain sites and what we don't find in certain sites. The fossils we see at Maccabee um, tell of a slightly more temperate climate and slightly cooler and wetter than the other Eocene sites to the south at Princeton and Republic in north central Washington. Um, and also uh, Chakanad and uh, Skykomish um, in the Swak Formation. So the fossils preserved here we see as impressions or uh, uh, carboniferous films. And we see gymnosperms, about 16 different species, a variety of conifers, about 14 species to my knowledge, um, two varieties of ginkgo, ginkgo biloba, a large variety of angiosperms, so about 67 different distinct species, um, and then a huge number of insects and fish remains. And occasionally, if you're very, very lucky, um, a rare fossil feather. I've got three fossil feathers from Maccabee. It's one, of, um, it's one of my special things that I love. And there's actually a woman working at the, not the Royal Tyrell, but the Royal BC Museum right now, looking at Eocene feathers um, under a microscope and um, trying to discern some of their features and see if we can ID some of these discrete feathers to species. So I wish her luck. So we see a lot of uh, very similar um, trees and plants that we find in the Pacific Northwest today. So we see cypress, dawn redwood, um, fir, spruce, pine, larch, hemlock, alder, birch, dogwood, who's my father's favorite, beech, sassafras, cottonwood, maple, elm, and grape. And we also find a lot of pollen. And when the leaves didn't preserve, we can still um, ID plants from their pollen. So that's very interesting. And we find a lot of it at Maccabee. A couple of the other cooler finds um, that we weren't really expecting um, have been spiders, which um, I don't know if you're uh, arachnophobic, but uh, I do I do love a, a spider uh, as a fossil and prefer them that way, although I do love them. Birds and, of course, those lovely individual feathers, along with multiple specimens of freshwater crayfish. So those have been quite exciting finds from Maccabee. Depending on your um, particular love of fossils, so I love plant fossils, but I really love insect fossils, and we see a huge variety at, at Maccabee. So there are dragonflies, damselflies, cockroaches, termites, earwigs, aphids, uh, leafhoppers, spittlebugs, lacewings, a huge variety of beetles. And um, it was some beetles that were some of my very first finds here. We find ants and hornets and stick insects, water striders. And the water strider that you see uh, from Maccabee looks just like the one you see in a pond today. Uh, we see weevils and wasps and uh, many, many, many march flies, which are a rather largish fly. 
and they're very well preserved. So you can see all the detail. You can see the venation in the wings. Some of the things that we don't find at Maccabees, so missing are the tropical sable palms that we see at Princeton and the bananas and cycads that we see at Republic and Chuckanut in Washington State. I hope that you one day get to go to Maccabee and I hope that I get to go back and see those exposures as they open up. So the province has entered into a new partnership with the Bonaparte Band, and I had a chance to meet up, as I mentioned, with Gail Piero and Leroy Antoine this past August to walk through the site and talk about some of the history, both the uh, geology and the paleontology history, but also um, the human history as that site's been worked and developed. And they shared with me their um, spiritual and First Nations history at the site. It's part of their traditional territory, and it's been worked into some of their stories over time. So that was an interesting um, collaboration to really have a chance to hear their impressions of a site that I've known since I was a teenager, but to see it through someone else's lens who grew up there and walked those exposures was very interesting and, and, a, and a huge honor. So it's a heritage site and uh, it looks like there's going to be an interpretive center and perhaps a model similar to either um, the Courtney Museum, so guided tours, or perhaps uh, some day collecting in future. I don't know what the future holds, but it is a lovely site. And I'll do up a post for you and put some photos um, so you can see those lovely hoodoos and see some of the, uh, some. I, I took photos of their new staging area and um, and then of course the fossils collecting collected over the years. So. I hope you get to go there, and I'll leave it there, so thank you so much for listening, and I'll talk to you very soon. <music>